When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's a CHGO Cubs post-game show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer here with Ryan Herrera. And look at Cody Del Mendo sporting the tank top. It's summer in Chicago. but wow, <laughs> Cody, had a, you're the first summer, person Cody. I thought of when that game ended because I came down to do the podcast with two outs, and I kept looking at my phone. And I thought, well, this is taking too long. So I went upstairs. Saw Suzuki pinch hit, and what a crazy finish. All the stuff that happened after they got two outs in the ninth inning, the Padres, and, man, that, that the, the script was written for Frank the Tank to deliver the <laughs> Grand Slam home run. You know, right after Sutcliffe is talking about, man, we're pulling for this guy. He's got to do it. You know, unbelievable. All the way to the ball. I think any other ballpark, it's a home run. I mean, that's a big ballpark. And – Everybody thought it was gone. Yeah, I last year, last year it's gone. Last year it's gone. Yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. Like that that ball's gone last year. Everyone know. Like every player has pretty much said that 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 something's up with the baseballs. That said, I mean, I had pretty much I came to terms with being okay that the Cubs were going to lose this one. I thought there was a lot of good things from today's game, and you know, I was okay with it. And then they just had to give me the biggest fake rally like pain that I've had this year. This is like, I mean, this was the biggest almost comeback that they've had this year. And like, like, like it's awesome. It's cool. Like, I'm like, you can see they're, they're not giving up. Like, that's fine. But man, like, they were right there. Like, I can't believe they left Rodgers in the game. He couldn't throw a strike. The one of those pitches, I think wisdom was still at the plate. That was almost a pass ball or a wild pitch. And if that if that ball gets by the catcher, which Noah, you know, fortunately for the Padres, got it. Like that ball goes by and the and the Cubs have tied the game. And 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 we're sitting here and Luke's pissed off because we gotta keep watching the game instead of doing post game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like again, I was just I was okay with the Cubs losing this game because of where we're at and season, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it every show, but like 
after what we saw that ninth inning, I really wanted to come, especially for Frank Schwindel. Man, he's really been struggling. We shit on him in pregame yesterday, in postgame yesterday. And, like, he's just a good dude. He is a good dude, and you root for guys like that. And then he actually hits a hits it hard, 102-mile-an-hour exit velocity, and it goes all the way to the wall. It's just oh, – I mean, a first no. Maybe a foot short. Yeah, yeah, that um, that would have been like a storybook kind of thing. Like a, just the way the last like forty eight hours have gone for Frank and it's the struggles he's had. Like that would have been comes up in that situation. I think I I think we just talked about. It. Look, I think he was the last bench on the bat right there. Um, yeah, you know, I come, can't think of anybody else that would have yeah. been available because Vargas was pinch running and Suzuki'd been brought in. But like you were saying, yeah. Ryan, just just to recap for people that weren't maybe paying attention yesterday. He was Schwindel had been sent down to Iowa, On never Sunday. even got to Iowa, was called back up, got a flat tire, and then went 0 for yesterday when he got back 0 for three with three strikeouts, correct? Yeah. yeah In the first like game. Yeah, then yeah. he comes off the bench for this game on the line, bases loaded, down one run, and he takes it all the way to the wall and they catch it. But catch I will say wall. this. Like everybody's complaining, and I I get it. Like the, the about the baseball and the ballpark, and we're all bummed. And it was they also got a home run that probably shouldn't have been a home run earlier in the game. So like the gods giveth and they taketh, you know. Like yeah. you, you got one that kind of bounced over the wall, and this one why why couldn't the same thing happen twice? Why couldn't lightning strike twice in San Diego? <laughs> I think that, that ball happened. that well, that ball that Rivas hit though. Like I don't know if he catches it. Like maybe it stays in the park, but like I don't know if. Catches it. That's well, it hit his glove. I, that he should have caught it. I think. Like, I, when you talk about you, you get the glove on it. Didn't that hit out of like the webbing or the palm of his glove? No, like, it was that, like it, it would have been like a snow cone catch if he actually would have. Yeah, caught it that. definitely anyway. it definitely hit the glove though. It did yeah, touch sure. the glove and then anyway, it bounced go, over. Going back to Frank's. Well, then Rivas. I mean, that was dead center. Like that was another one we I thought was long gone off the bat, and it. Might not have even been out if, if it didn't bounce over off his glove out of you know over the wall. Um, but Lance Brozdowski, one of our friends over at Marquee Sports Network, uh, tweeted out just, um, just like the the I think on Statcast, just the kind of cumul cumul cumulative totals of like barreled balls, um, from between th this year and last year. Batting average is down basically, uh, you know, 100 points. The exit velocity is basically the same, but the distance is also down seven feet on average. So, like, think about maybe, maybe this is this is a year ago, last year, seven extra feet gets that over the wall. Um, I don't know that 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 was that again. Like, I think everyone thought just the the way it came off the bat on camera. I thought that was going. I think everyone else did too. So that's that was definitely a, a tough one to see. Not you know, just fall. That was that was one the Cubs him. deserved. That was not not even just the Cubs. Like all of us here, except for Ryan, because he's the objective one, and then everyone in the chat. Like everybody, like we up. we de we deserve to go ahead grand slam from the guy who hangs out at Murphy's Bleachers after baseball games. We deserved that. We literally like I, after the week that we had. Like we we deserve a few good ones. We got Kyle Hendricks last night. We deserve Frank Schwindel. Go ahead, Grand Slam in San Diego tonight. Like that would have been 
insane. That would have been awesome. Ryan, you could have wrote so many stories about Frank Swindell and how he's <laughs> like, is he a real person still? Like people still asking it. Like, ah, oh, just would have been, just would have been storybook. Like Ryan said, like, that's, that's what makes me more upset. Cause it was like, they got two outs and, and that's the thing. They did all this with two outs. Saya who sat on the bench all, all game comes up, gets like, was down. Oh, two in the count. I was, I was getting ready to hook my computer up and get ready to talk about this game with you guys. Then he starts working pitches. Makes Rodgers throw more pitches. He barrels one up, hits one right up the middle. Then all of a sudden, the guy can't find the zone. He hits Contreras. Half comes up, hits one with the with, on the first pitch. I want to say to to drive uh, to drive uh, the, a runner home to make it five to four. And like he then wins, wisdom came up. That looked bad, and he gets hit by a pitch. Like everything was set up, and that, the that. Padres are gonna blow one in the next five days. Because the gods gave them this one, the gods that, gave them this one. They're gonna blow one in five days. Bank. What was I'll tough bet to see on it. too was that um that one that did hit wisdom in the foot like that. Yeah. It doesn't hit him. That goes to the wall. I think it was Contreras yeah. at third. Like Contreras scores. That's that's they a tie ball it. game right there. So you don't want. I mean, you like Cubs love to have the base runner on right there. Obviously, but I think they take the. The pass ball, wild the pass, pass ball, ball whatever. Wild pitch, and, yeah, and, uh, well, yeah, and that goes it. it goes back to the one that I said too, where Rogers threw him way outside, and he was lucky Nola was even over there to get it. Like he couldn't find the zone. I can't believe the Padres left him in. They got lucky. They really did in that ninth inning. They really got lucky, in my opinion. If wow. that baseball was used in 2021, that ball is out of the park. <laughs> that snag by the catcher was one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Like that was. That was like the entire batter's box over. Like it wasn't even remotely no. close. The fact that he got a glove on it. And Liam was saying the same thing Ryan did. Like if that hits, if it doesn't hit wisdom, it goes to the wall and they tie the game. It's just another case of bad luck. And you guys know what I say. I always say, you know, you got to make sacrifices. And I'm not saying he should have jumped out of the way or any of that stuff. I'm pointing out that I was willing to sacrifice my sleep tonight. Because I'm usually the guy that says, hey, the most important thing here is that the game only goes three hours and we get out of here before one o'clock for a post-game yeah. show. But I, <laughs> for Cody's sanity, I was willing to sacrifice that. Once they loaded, loaded the bases, I thought, okay, sometimes you got to make sacrifices for your teammates. So I was willing, <laughs> willing to let this game go till about two in the morning and we do the post-game show till three. But it wasn't happening. I'm sorry. But Hell that's of a spin zone my, there, My Luke. effort was there. Yeah, your effort Corey, was there. I'll, I'll Corey, give it to you. Corey just tweeted out. He said a dramatization of me celebrating Frank hitting a Grand Slam, not realizing it had been caught. It's the the Nick Young, like, shot, turn around, oh. hands out in the air. <laughs> yeah. He, he doesn't realize that it bounced out. Until I mean, I was jumping up. I was jumping up, like, in my apartment, screaming. My girlfriend's in bed. It's, like, midnight. Like, she she's probably pissed off at me right now because I'm yelling into a mic right now about it. Like, yeah. everyone thought that baseball was gone, man. Like, everyone. There's, like, not one person that thought that baseball was staying in the yard except for Profar, and that's only because he's the one who caught it. I'm still waiting for what a dong to put out. Let me know how many – ballparks that would have been a home run and they're usually pretty good about getting like those really long flyouts with the good you know good exit velocities and launch angles but so far nothing so you know, i'll keep you up there remember when petco used to be like a real humidity 
<laughs> yeah. Remember at Petco, I thought they moved the fences in actually, like in recent years, because like I remember like 10 years ago, like that used to be a real hitters park, people or not hitters, but pitchers park. People like talked about that being a real pitchers park. But like I feel like now they've like in recent years they moved the fences in. But I, I mean their baseball team and it's nicknamed Slam Diego because they got so many home run hitters. I mean, I don't know, I, uh, whatever. I just, you know, we we did I wouldn't say we slammed Schwindel like you were saying, Cody, in, in the pre and post game yesterday. I just we didn't I, my point was I didn't understand why they sent him down when he was struggling and then brought him back. And because I, I do think he could use some time off. Like he could use some time. And, and you heard uh, Booga and Sutcliffe talking about how he was out before the game, working on things, trying to push the ball the other way, push the ball the other way, just to kind of make contact and kind of get something going. But and, and then and then Rivas plays in this game. And that that was really the biggest reason I was like, OK, it's all right if they send him down for a little while. He can work on his things because there is another guy who's five years younger, who's also earned the right to have a shot over there. And frankly, he was really good tonight. You know, I, I, I was ready to jump on the post game show and say, see, I told you so. That's why Rivas needs to play. And I, and I still <laughs> do believe that. But had Frank hit a grand slam to take the lead in the ninth inning with two outs, uh, I might have had to change my my tone a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Hey. I, I mean, I guess we I, I would say we didn't slash window no. like we didn't say DFA him or anything, but like. We haven't necessarily said anything nice about him lately. I mean, he hasn't played well. So, I mean, again, I've already made my point to why it's like why I wanted that home run to happen so bad. But go ahead, Ryan. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was going to say, um, yeah, I mean, Rivas, he had those two really good plays at first, which neither of them yeah. actually ended in out. But he had that one thing was Cronenworth that he dove to his right, got that, and, you know, they nearly got him beat out at first. Um, Cronenworth isn't a – more than above average speed over there. So it was going to be a close play regardless. And then that one to, uh, before the Padres took the lead um, on that single, I think it was Machado had that single down the third baseline, but it was Rivas. Uh, I don't remember who hit it, but Rivas, you know, di- diving to his left on a ball that would have gone into the corner and right field, keeping that ball, you know, again, didn't get the out, but kept that ball on the infield and, and, you know, didn't let the tying run score on that specific play. So just, two plays that don't end in out. So the box court doesn't like show anything, but you look at it, it was like, well, he's a very good defender over there. And and again, we talked about it yesterday. It's like, he's kind of earned, the, uh, he's earned at least a look of like an extended, you know, everyday starting first base. And I get, I mean, I get Ross likes playing the matchups. He's been very aggressive playing matchups all year. So it's not surprising that, um, you know, Rivas didn't start yesterday. And then, if he doesn't start against right again, I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised or he doesn't start against lefty moving forward. I won't be surprised because that's how Ross has played the matchups. But I do also agree with you, Luke, that Rivas kind of has earned that. Like he should get that shot to see. Um, but again, yeah, Frank, Frank goes deep. We are not probably not saying that Frank hits a grand slam right there. It might not be, that might not be the tone that we have. Uh, let's take a look at our, who you got. We made our picks. Uh, we didn't have a pregame show, but we did make our picks. And Cody had Rivas. 
um, who I think you could definitely argue one. Ryan, you had Nico and I had Wilson Contreras. And I was thinking also when Wilson came up, I was like, oh, man, Wilson, this is it. You could, you could put me over the top. But it's, it's also like the second night in a row where you could make arguments for pretty much everybody on that list. I, I would say Cody won with Rivas because, you know, he had the home run. And he also had those nice defensive plays. But how many times is Nico going to make that jump play at shortstop? Like Nico's defense is just been spectacular. And then, you know, Wilson had a couple more hits again tonight. So I, I say we give it to Cody. I think Cody earned it with the with the home run and the rebounds pick. But I think for the second straight game, all three guys that we picked actually played really well. Yeah, I don't um, I won't disagree. I'll as Luke said it the other you know, last week, like I'm willing to give it to Cody right. on this one. Um, you know, Contreras, Contreras had two hits. Corner, like you said, he had I me. Mean, he had the hit, and then the jump, should have had the more than one from, hit. Yeah, you he know, had that. Yeah, he had that drum throw from shortstop, but he also had that that thing that they just teach you growing up on base, like always keep the glove on the runner at second just in case. And it's just like I don't know how often we like. I feel like they most guys do do it, but it's just like. It doesn't ever happen. Like you never see that call at second base, and, and you see a guy get tagged out because he popped off the base for a second. But that's just you know, Nico knowing his job right there in that situation. Um, so Nico, we've seen has been a lot better of a shortstop than I think we expected him to be coming into the season. Um, and right now he's kind of earning that spot, especially with Simmons not being around for the first month plus. Nico's kind of earned that everyday shortstop spot, and then you kind of see where, where things go from there. I, I think is that a good reason to bring up this guy's comment here, uh, Liam's mm-hmm. comment? With Nico's glove, how how it is, do we want Simmons at shortstop due to his offensive liabilities? I think you I, want him as a backup, right? Yeah. You, you want him like yeah. when you have to sub it every once in a while instead of VR having to play short, which we've seen doesn't work well. You'd have Simmons in there to do that instead, right? Yeah, and then you can you can either. I mean, I I don't know how well Simmons plays at second, but I mean, if he's a plus plus defender at short, he has to be pretty good at second, right? Like, yeah. If anything, you could if you if you feel like he's better at short or he's just more comfortable at short, like. I would I would say that Simmons is more of a late inning or late game, you know, defensive replacement uh, with an occasional start one or two times a week, um, based off a matchup, I guess. Um, which I know he's statistically one of the worst hitters in baseball last year, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, at this point, I would say he's like when he comes back, I feel like they will use him as more of a defensive replacement maybe move nico to second base yeah you got yeah, two plus I, plus defenders up the middle yeah i don't i don't think just the way nico's played in the first month plus now simmons shouldn't supplant him from a lot of playing time at shortstop kind of like cody said if it's like a day you're giving you know nick madrigal's out for 10 days on the il now and then who you know don't know how long it's really going to be simmons comes back then you probably got your your shortstop and simmons you can move nico over to second or maybe vice versa, but um, Simmons feels like a day uh, right now that he probably should be a guy that comes in and gives Nico a breather and starts at shortstop. Or he, you know, if Magical needs to needs a breather, then that's when Simmons comes in. He, he he shouldn't be starting at shortstop as soon as he comes, especially not right when he comes up and right when he's activated. Um, he shouldn't be starting shortstop more often than Nico. I think Nico's kind of earned the right to keep playing there often. <laughs> I just looked over at the chat and I see 
the, the unbearable four chats are Paul Smith. Let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox. Let's Can we go block White that Sox. guy. Paul, go, go to bed. Why are you girl? here, it's dude? 12, it's freaking twelve fifteen in the morning. Do we live rent free in your head that much? <laughs> we suck. We get it. We're in a rebuild mode, and you're sitting here trolling. Come on, dude. That's so bad. Just go to sleep. Paul. Imagine being this hey, like. Thanks for watching. Yeah, like thanks for the views, dude. Like. He was making fun of uh, how the White Sox had more views on their show tonight or whatever. And it's like, it's freaking 1215. Yeah. What are you freaking, what do you 12, know? 1215 and the Cubs lost. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, and we're one of the worst teams in baseball right now. Like, we get it. Yeah. We understand. Uh, All right, anyway. I got I got that out of my system. I've been paying attention to the comments for a while, <laughs> I as, as I as I always do. Um, I, I, I do want to... And, and, you know, it, it was a loss, obviously. And, Cody, you said earlier, like, Cubs, it felt like the Cubs deserved it. I do want to push back on that a little bit. Um, I, I tweeted it out, but that first inning, you got guys on second and third, no outs, and the Cubs don't do anything. Like, don't get any of them yeah. in. Later right. on in the game, I want to say they had – that. I think the fifth inning, they did get a run, but they had yeah. – I think it was pretty much the same situation, like second same and third or first and third, whatever it was could only get the one run. I, I want to say that was the same inning that Wilson got uh, tagged out at second on, on wisdom's grounder. Or, um, but so there, there were different, there were other opportunities where it's probably shouldn't have come down to Frank Schwindel needing to hit a grand slam um, to, to give the Cubs a lead. Like there was opportunities for the Cubs to take advantage of, of what, you know, Clevenger gave them early on and they just didn't. Um, so that's again, we, when we've talked about that the last couple of weeks, it's just the Cubs not being able to take advantage as often as they should. Um, again, it was, I mean, it was a great game to watch, and and you they really had it. There was that it really did come down to the last out. So props to you know the Cubs in the ninth inning coming back and and um, you know, making it a one run game, putting themselves in that position. You know, Michael Givens had, a, had another two strikeout perfect inning, uh, Daniel Norris shut down ninth inning or uh, eighth bottom of the eighth. So I mean, props that you know, they kept themselves in and gave themselves a chance to win, but there were definitely you know times early in the game where they had the opportunity. You know, the first inning, you got guys at second and third. You can you could take I'm the lead and you could take the lead and give Wade Miley on his first start. You right. take the lead, you give him a lead before he even throws a pitch. Instead, he comes down and then the Padres take the lead in the first. So it's it was just. Right. That's a, I'm not that's saying a that the I'm not saying that the ninth inning is the reason the Cubs lost the game. Like no, the Cubs lost not. the game. Yeah, agreed. The Cubs lost the game because of everything right. you just explained, no doubt, uh, and the fact that Wade Miley walked five guys and like right. a bunch of them were literally after you get two outs with no one on and suddenly forget how to throw strikes. And I'm just going to pray and assume that that's because it's his first start of the year and he had one Triple A start. Um, that is what it is. But my what. The whole thing in the ninth thing, it was just one of those like, it just would have been fun. Would have been fun to. I'd rather be talking about that right now than why the Cubs lost, you know. And then we'd probably have more viewers too. And then we could. Then Paul probably would have been tired of sitting in the comments reading all of us being a bunch of like tryhard homers or whatever, and thinking that we're back because you know he's, I would have. I would have still played talking that. White Sox in the chat. Yeah, you get the wrong page, man. Jimenez and Lynn out to June. Yeah, I always see Jimenez out. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, yeah, no, the Cubs lost tonight because they didn't get the big hit early in the game. The Padres bullpen outside of Rodgers was really good. Um, 
and even Clevenger was better than I thought he would be. And he and he struggled early, right? He had like 50 pitches after two innings. And then that, you know, as the game went on, he was able to give them more than I really expected because, again, 50 pitches after two innings, you think maybe he can get you four with the way that he was pitching. But he got he had a few quick innings in there and, you know, was able to get out of some trouble. I think the big thing, the big reason why they didn't score that first inning is you had Ortega and Contreras on Ian Happ comes up. He hits, he hits it hard. It's on the, like, it's a hard grounder right back to Clevenger. He made a really nice play gloving it. And then Ortega, who was being over aggressive, gets in a rundown. Luckily the Cubs are able to get Contreras to third Ian Happ. It, he's in the rundown long enough that allows Ian have to get to second. So you're like, okay, you just basically it was almost like he's, it was a strikeout. So you still got first, you still got second and third with one out, but uh, with two guys on, yeah, second and third, one out, wisdom coming up, and he strikes out. And like I felt like he did he did in that inning, and I feel like the same type of situation happened in the fifth inning, and he struck out in that inning too. So. That's, I mean, that's what it is when it comes to Patrick Wisdom. Like he, when he hits the ball, man, when he hits the ball fair, usually good things happen. But yeah, he still strikes, he still strikes out a ton. And like, I don't know. Like, again, I think he, I think he could be a very nice piece on a really good team. He really, I really do think he could. Does he start every day on a, on a playoff team? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, unless he can figure out how to hit a, f- a high fastball, like, I don't know. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah. So, also, yeah. uh, I mean, he had- Herb is my dad. Luke. Herb is your Herb dad. Is dad. <laughs> hey, Herb's Herb, Herb is the. That's pos- <laughs> impossible since I'm at least five years older than Herb. No. Herb is um, the Herb is, but he is the my CHGO, like uncle. I feel like Herb is the like uncle. the Herb uncle. Like, he's like uncle. the nicest guy in our in our building, right? Like, yeah, like everybody that we work with, like everybody we work with, is super <laughs> nice. But Herb is Herb and Big Dave might be the two nicest guys we work <laughs> yeah. with. Seriously, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, real quickly back to you know wisdom. Well, he had the three strikeouts today, so we knew that. Cody is um, your dad. You see but, that comment? Yeah. Cody is your dad. Cody, Cody, are you are you Paul's dad, Cody? <laughs> I, I we can proclaim it once again. Tyler, whoever Tyler Klein is, this is not my burner account. <laughs> right, it's not, exactly. It's not your one of your like five. Yeah, it's not uh, my burner YouTube account. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, y- y- again, credit the Cubs for making it a game right there on the ninth. Two for eleven with. Uh, team with runners in scoring position, uh, team left on base 10. So just they had the traffic, they had the opportunities. It was just, you know, weren't able to get those runs in. And that's, that's something that, the, you know, if they want to be a good team, like especially that first inning, if they want to be a good team. That's what has to, what has to happen. Sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. I think Ian Haps that you talked about his, his grounder right back to the pitcher. I think that had like a plus four or 400 plus, expected batting average was like 100 miles per hour off the bat so it's like that probably should have been a hit it just didn't bounce that way um but when you i mean you just got to take advantage of that opportunity and the more often you do that the better a team you're going to be yeah Uh, you know i was thinking about we talked about how you know miley had some opportunities to get out of it he was he'd have two outs overall what did you think of miley i mean 
it's it's tough to judge. Like he really, like you said, had no spring training. I didn't have high expectations. I didn't know what he was going to. He started piling up pitches early on, but I don't know. I just think you take this one and kind of throw it out, and he'll be back in five days, and you see what you have. But I, I'm not worried I was, about Wade Miley. I, do I yeah. think somebody will trade for him at the end of the year? I kind of do. I kind of yeah. do. Might be the White Sox. So pay attention, Paul. <laughs> uh, I think that. You know, the only thing that was, if you want to say, if you want to nitpick or complain about something, like the five walks, like, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not someone who walks guys. Uh, and, and he's coming off a, a, a really good season. Uh, one of the highest, uh, quote, uh, highest B wars in, in, uh, in baseball last year for pitchers. Uh, so there, there's a lot of reason to be excited about him when the Cubs or when the Reds literally just dropped him and the Cubs picked him up, but. Um, yeah, no, no spring training. He made one triple A start, uh, you know, 64 pitches, right? Like you're, you obviously need more, like, especially if the Cubs do want to eventually trade him, right? Like you, you yeah. need more than that. Um, but like, despite the five walks, despite the five or six hits that he gave up, he still like only gave up the two runs and he was able, I mean, if he didn't have all the walks and I, you know, 64 pitches, he's struggling with this command. I don't know if there was like a pitch count on him, but like, I, don't, I mean, I feel like he did what, like kind of what his role is, is to like come in and just be productive and eat innings. The only reason, the only thing that he just didn't do tonight was eat innings. Like you would have liked for him to get you four or five innings. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that we can look forward to, like in the next start. You know, that was a really good Dodger or not Dodgers, Padres lineup. I mean, he has great or Manny Machado has great numbers against him. I bet on Manny Machado to not only hit a homer tonight, but also you know get multiple bases, mainly because he has great because he has great numbers against Wade Miley and Manny Machado didn't do anything until Wade Miley came out of the game. So like, I you know I thought that he was for the expectation for this game for him, like he was pretty good, but like, I just, I hope it's not a trend of that. We see where he gets two outs and then starts yeah. walking guys. Cause like, that was, that was, I mean, that was brutal. Like, that's a yeah. lot of how the Cubs gave up runs tonight. And it's just like, you think you're, you're just about to get out of the inning and all of a sudden you got a two out walk and Oh, then a hit and Oh, here we go. Here's, you know, this guy's coming up and he's going to do something. And it's like, I we were just about that, to be out of the inning, man. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I thought uh, Robert Gesellman was pretty good for the first two innings that he was out there. And, you know, he wouldn't have had given up any runs had he not gone that third inning. I thought that was a, a positive thing out of the game, too. Two and two-thirds, one earned run, two strikeouts. Uh, just, just another guy that's been, you know, around baseball, veteran guy that contributed to the bullpen. I, I again, I'm not worried about the bullpen. I, they have enough guys – I, we still don't know who's going to start the final game of the series, do we? Has that been? Did Ross say that? Did that pop up anywhere? No, I haven't seen anything on Twitter. Um, you know, maybe that. I'm sure Marquis probably broadcast Ross's post game presser, so maybe he said it on there. But I, I haven't seen anything pop up yet. But that you know, guys get used, and that was the good thing for the Cubs out of the Hendricks going going as far as he did on on Monday in the win because, you know, he saved the bullpen a little bit and they needed a few guys tonight and kind of knew they would with Miley, but um, 
again, I thought the bullpen was decent. You know, I, I, I like Givens, I guess maybe Efros. I mean, uh, Ethan Roberts when he comes back and of course, Keegan Thompson Robertson. I mean, really that, that, the bullpen has guys that are, um, they've really impressed me so far this season. It's kind of just a collection of guys. And I know you guys were both real confident in the fact that the Cubs would be able to find those pieces because they've done it before. But um, I mean, here's another, here's another guy that showed that he can get some outs when you need him to. And, and that's, that's an unbelievable skill. If you can find that, because to me, bullpens are the hardest thing to figure out in baseball because the guy's good one year and he sucks the next year. That's just almost the way, unless you're talking about like the elite of the elite, if, unless it's Mariano Rivera, it's pretty tough to find a guy that's good every season. You know, there's there's always yeah. a guy that has. I, mean, I thought Robert Gesellman was the most impressive of them yeah. all tonight. Uh, because when he came in and the Cubs were losing, I was like, this isn't going to end well. And then he he shocked me. I mean, the one run that got tagged on him, it wasn't even his fault. It was Chris Martin's fault, right? Right. Uh, he came out. I mean, he, you know, some things went his way. Like when they called, when they reversed that call at second base on Nola, uh, who hit the double but then came off the bag and uh, the Cubs had the challenge or whatever and they reviewed it and called him out. Like that that really helped not only helped him out but the Cubs uh, yeah. in terms of, you know, saving a run there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, from what we've seen, we've seen him a few times. Like I hadn't been that impressed yet, um, but tonight really impressed me. Uh, I think his sister quote tweeted one of our tweets tonight. I retweeted it to our account. Um, so, uh, I did not see that. Yeah. You have to go check his it out. Sister? His sister? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sinker yeah. though. That sinker though. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he was getting swing and miss. He, he struck a few guys out. He got a lot of ground balls. Like, you know, yeah, he gave up that double to Noah and you know, whatever. But like, I, that's the thing about this Cubs bullpen and like the infrastructure within like the pitch lab and everything is like, they just go get random names i just outside of guys that they drafted like guys that i'm high on like ethan roberts and you know other guys that we'll see eventually later this year like they've since 2019 they have just been going and finding random dudes and figuring out how to make them better and like i i i love it because the bullpen has become so much more important in today's baseball and so uh yeah when we do trade off Robertson and, and, and Chris Martin and, and, and Givens at the deadline, like, I'm not going to be worried. Maybe I'll be – I mean, am I going to care too much the rest of the season in terms of, like, how the bullpen is? Probably not. But when I go into the next year, am I going to be worried? No, because we're just going to find more dudes. Like, <laughs> right. it's an assembly line. I, it really is. Like, it's it's awesome. And I, I the only thing that makes that, – that pains me about it is, like, why didn't we have this in 2018? Like – Man, if they yeah. would have had this in 2018, that team that team makes the play or well, they made the playoffs, but that team wins the division and that team it probably goes to NLCS. Like that is what it is, though. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to go a little more into some Wade Miley stuff, but Luke, should we uh, see how Cody did on his bets today? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We'll we'll hit Miley in a second. Cody, who did you bet on tonight? Uh so I <laughs> I had Manny Machado two plus total bases and he got a double. So that's two bases. Uh, so I won that bet. And then I had uh, 
Mike Clevenger under five and a half strikeouts, which did not hit. So uh, I went one and one on the Cubs game tonight. Uh, I made them all on points bet. And the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make $50 or more first time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. I say it every show. If Luke can do it, all of you in the chat, even Paul, you can do it. I'm sure you might be a, sl- a little slower since you're a Sox fan, but you'll probably figure it out if you haven't already. <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sportsbook is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Game of Ground, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, by the way, you guys are probably wondering, like, how am I awake at 1233 in the morning? You're thinking I'm too old for this. And I am. But, you know, <laughs> I, you know what it is? It's the AG1, guys. I, I, I took it again this morning. I, I was beaten last night. I got home, couldn't fall asleep because I was all hopped up on caffeine. I had like four iced teas yesterday. Finally fell asleep at like three o'clock in the morning, woke up at six. And so I'm stumbling around the house, took my AG1, but I really started taking it because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. This thing kicked in this morning. I felt great the rest of the day. I've been on this for about two months. doesn't taste like it's that super healthy stuff, but it is. It's a mild tropical taste that I look forward to taking in the morning. And here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients to support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, your energy. There it is. Recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. And I get that boost in the morning, so I take it first thing when I get up on an empty stomach. It's also keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. You're all good with AG1, and you're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. Five-star reviewed more than 7,000 times. So right now, reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's eight ounces of water. Put the little scoop in. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. (laughs) All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Cubs. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'm telling Shout you, out. I'm loving this stuff. I, I wouldn't know what I would have done with it without that stuff this morning because I was like a zombie when I got up. <laughs> yeah, same. So so was I because like we had late night last night, obviously, right? And like my body's yep. just not used to it. Yeah. Uh yeah. Get I love to, to I love to, to uh my girlfriend, she makes these smoothies with like frozen fruit and orange nice. juice. Put the AG one in there. Mm, it's good stuff. Yeah. I yeah. Robbie, Robbie says uh, that's how you do an ad read, uh, Luke. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie loves your ad reads. 
Paul, our friend Paul, also said, I love points bet, and that's something we can all agree on. Oh, that's nice, Paul. So, oh, I'm glad, also, that, I'm glad said, that he use, at least uses points bet. And he, he also said, quit lying about taking that supplement. Why would Luke lie about that? I don't know. Paul's, <laughs> Paul's is in here causing trouble. Luke does not look like he is his age. There's an AG one has a oh, huge I'm reason to do it. Five years old. How old do I look? Get off my lawn, jackass. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so oh, I, I wanted to discuss a little more Wade Miley. We kind of went into the bullpen a little bit, pulled back to Wade Miley. Um, just on the day today. Like we said, his line, three innings, five hits, three runs all earned, five walks, just the one strikeout. It just looked like in that first and third, especially, you know, the second inning was fine, but the first and third, he got quick outs. Yeah. And then it just looked like he, like Cody, you said, he just couldn't get that third out. He started losing command. I, I want to say that first inning, he walked Machado on four pitches after those first two quick outs. I'm like, I thought that inning was going to be over in like less than five minutes, it looked like. And I yeah, love the I tweeted- pace, man. His I tweeted from the awesome. account. Yeah, I tweeted from the, the Cubs account and was he, like, I tagged Luke and was like, Luke's going to love Wade Miley. He's oh going to get man. these games done quickly. Oh, man. <laughs> it looked like it looked like a modern-day Mark Burley out there. Like, he was just <laughs> hit the ball back, get right into his, get right into his uh, yeah. windup. So, um, but that just would have looked like, I mean, he just, I'm, I haven't seen any quotes about, you know, how, what he thought of his outing. But that, to me, it just, he couldn't get that third out, couldn't get that put away. Um, and that's what, and again, I, I think Megan Montemurro tweeted it out that it was in her, according to her calculations was just the fourth time he's faced live hitters all since, you know, spring training, which is including two live bullpens, including his one rehab start. And then, um, today, obviously, and I, I'm like, I was kind of going back through my notes, my, my recordings and stuff. And I can't, I couldn't find any other times he might've, I mean, he's throwing bullpens. He's consistently been throwing bullpens over the last month and a half two months almost um it's just like facing live hitters in game like situations he just hasn't had a lot so maybe that's you know maybe that's it is when he starts falling behind that pitch count starts getting up and you know by inning he hasn't gotten that chance to take his breather get you know he talks about doing the up downs you know getting up pitching his inning getting back down getting a little breather a little break going back up so when that inning starts getting a little longer maybe that's you know what he's still trying to work through maybe that's what he's building himself up to to obviously get those innings out of the way earlier or are done earlier, but you know, that getting that up down and, and not extending himself out too much every inning. Um, that's what it looked like to me, but he did, you know, he's a ground ball pitcher last year alone, 10th and 10th highest ground ball percentage in the majors, 49.4% according to fan graphs. Um, so he puts the ball, he gets the ball on the ground a lot. He had 10 ground balls on 12, balls in play today um so that's you know something that wade miley does and so when we talk about having nico having Anderson simmons out there like patrick wisdom's obviously a very good third baseman defensive third baseman rivas has shown a lot of flashes over there at first and an above average glove so if you have a guy like wade miley we already talk about with hendrix and stroman but a guy like wade miley you have four at least three if not four very good defenders around the infield that's going to work out really well for him uh, there were a couple grounders that he gave up in that first inning. I, th- I want to say yeah, it was that Hosmer. just kind of 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I don't, it, it went, I, and it, I don't even want to blame Miley. I just felt like the Cubs didn't have the the correct shift on or something. He hit like routine grounders. They were hit hard for sure, just, but like they were hit like where normally someone's standing and like it, it, yeah, I didn't really understand the positioning one. they were doing. Yeah, but um, That's yeah, just, just, me. It just, just hit where it seemed like you know the Cubs weren't at. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah, but one of the things and again we talked about it. I mean, he, I think even yesterday we were saying that we didn't like five innings would have been like very good from Wade Miley, like pitch count, regardless, five innings would have been great Four innings. You know, we were maybe expecting four. He only got through three. Um, that's fine. His first outing of the year. It's like he's starting opening day and everyone else is like a month ahead of him as far as game games go. Right. Um, but the one thing we, we have been talking about for the last month, month plus is the Cubs not getting length out of their starters which is like even just going five innings and the Cubs had even including tonight, Wade Miley only got three. The Cubs only have 10 so far from their starters in almost 30 games now of at least five innings. Wade Miley last year in only 28 starts, he had five plus innings pitched 21 times, six plus innings pitched 16 times, seven plus innings pitched 10 times out of 28 starts. So he's a guy you know is going to go in there and eat up at you know, for the most part at least five innings over his career. He's averaged over five innings, in you know, it's like over a thousand eighteen hundred innings, something like that. I have it written down. I can't find it, um, but he's averaged over five and a half innings or over five innings per you know per outing. That includes you know non starts. That includes little maybe coming out of the bullpen every once in a while. Um, so he's a guy that's going to go out and give you give you length, which is what the Cubs have been lacking. Um, until a little a little more recently, you know, Kyle obviously went eight and two thirds. Stroman had that really good start last week. Um, so if you get more of that, obviously you need that. Wade Miley can bring you that. So uh, I honestly first, feel like debut, debut outing aside, he he should be a really important addition as far as giving the yeah. length that has been missing from the rotation more often than not. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, no, I. I the, I'm at the point where I felt like the Cubs. I don't want to say they rushed him back. Like he's clearly, clearly was healthy and ready to pitch. But I think that they didn't give him another Triple A start. They didn't do anything else in Arizona because they straight up just needed someone proven in there to pitch. Like they just they they needed his presence there, and they're hoping maybe you know if he doesn't have those five walks, he probably does go at least into the fourth inning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, what we read right after the show last night that there was that they didn't have that they weren't going to have a pitch count on on Miley. I, I, I he only had sixty four pitches. He could have gone out there for the fourth. I don't, you know, I don't know why they they pulled him. And I'm, I, you know, we have I haven't seen David Ross's quotes yet, so like we'll find out eventually. But you know, you're, I think that basically what you're saying is we will see more consistency from of length in this cup starting rotation moving forward. And I, I don't know how many wins it's going to come. I don't know how many more wins it's going to come, but it's going to be nice because then you get games kind of like what we got tonight. I know we only went to three innings, but like he did, he, he did give the Cubs a chance to win. It's not like he went out there and gave up five runs in the first inning. You know what I mean? Like he did give the Cubs a chance to win. Um, so you know, whatever. I think that uh, whatever whatever his next start will be 
will be very, very interesting. I just think this roster also, I mean, some of it's been injuries early on, guys like Miley, but I mean, look at the the 40-man moves today and you've had more, you have more small injuries. And, and sometimes you see injuries of guys that are struggling and you wonder, is that is that just a way of giving a guy a little bit of a break, you know, or is it, you know, an actual injury, Madrigal with the back, Hermosillo with the quad. Those are both two guys that were struggling, and maybe they were struggling because of those injuries. Maybe they were adding to their struggles. But uh, Vargas comes up, does the pinch running. We had some other uh, – Samson was DFA'd. I mean, it, the list of players going back and forth, we knew it would be that way a little bit with the pitching this season because of the short spring training. Um, but because of the way the this roster is built specifically for this season – you just see kind of guys moving back and forth. And while I find it interesting, I also – I like watching the minor league moves as much. You know, we were talking about this just over text, Ryan, right? Like, like during the yeah. game, and we're like, okay, there were there was a lot of 40-man activity. But then I see Owen Casey hit his first home run, and you see a friend of the show, Max Bain, get promoted up to double-A Tennessee along with a bunch of guys, and it's like, well, we know that's the future, you know, like that that's more likely the future than some of the other roster moves that are happening. It's just they have to happen at the same time. It's uh, it, it's sort of a cycle, you know, like we're watching the major league roster. But I don't know. At the, at the same time, I think the minor league stuff is almost as interesting this season. So I don't want to. I don't want to totally blow it. Canario off. got got the call yeah. to uh, yeah, double A as well, and uh, I think I tweeted a video of uh, Cam Sanders. He he got the call to Triple A Iowa tonight, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet about the 2018 draft. Like the Cubs 2018 draft class is insane. If you just look at like. Just if you go through it and you see the names that you can recognize, like Nico Horner's in it, Brendan Davis was in it, Ethan Roberts is in it, Cole Franklin's in it, and then Cam Sanders, who was really good in Double A last year, was there for you know, like thirty six strikeouts in twenty innings. Twenty four so. innings, yeah, thirty six innings this year. Innings, that's yeah, it's pretty that good, is right? Sanders kid, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Scott that'll play, yeah, that'll play, that'll right? Play. So uh, and. Yo, he got the call at AAA, and it's it's still early. So, who knows? Maybe we see him at Wrigley in September. I don't know. But yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. to get excited about on the farm, no doubt. And that, yeah, and it's not like a lot of people think it's like, oh, we're not going to see any real ones till 2025. Like, that's not true. That's not true at no. all. So, like, no. we're like, uh, well, you know, there's, like I guess, plenty to be excited about. Again, not trying yeah. to cut you off. Yeah, there's uh, I was gonna say that I mean I mean I'm, I was just agreeing with you in that there's a lot of exciting things going on. I mean South Bend just won on a walk off home run. Matt Mervis, I think his name is walk off home run for South Bend. Um they've won seven games in a row. You know, there's a lot of things going down right there. The roster movement. Um I I, I, I don't remember who got called up to South Bend, but like Luke mentioned, Max Bain, friend of the program, Alexander Canario going up to to double a there's a lot of things you know brennan davis and caleb killian are both in triple a will be seen at some point this year when that is remains to be seen but will be they will be on the major league roster at some point in my opinion um but there yeah there's just a lot of a lot of good prospects you know Pete Carl armstrong is still tearing things up i was a little surprised he wasn't one of the ones called up to south bend but he's obviously killing killing it in myrtle beach maybe they want to keep him down there a little longer before giving him that promotion but 
Um, yeah, just all that is to say that there's a lot of things to be excited about, a lot of players to be excited about um, down in, in the system. And you might have to wait a little bit longer to see some of them come up. But then again, that's also why a game like tonight, you know, it, it it's a it's a good game to watch, a fun game to watch. You know that the Cubs aren't winning a World Series this year, but uh, just with the way you know things are constructed. But it's a good, a fun game to watch. It gives you know gives Cody a reason to jump out of his seat when Frank Schwindel puts the bat on the ball. It's you know, it's just it that's an exciting game to give. You know, didn't end up in a win, but that's I feel like games like that, regardless of win or loss, as long as they're competitive games, fun games helps you get through the season while you wait for some right. of these other guys to start getting up and start moving up levels. And then obviously eventually come up to the that major was literally league. all I asked for yesterday, right? Yeah. Competitive. That's what I asked for. No, well, after no, the Dodgers no. series, you've, you've had back-to-back good games against a really good team. Yeah. It's good. For the Cubs have a chance goal. to win a series tomorrow, man. That's like, true. Yeah, they, do. They, do. They, they do. Like, yeah, I don't know who's starting for the Cubs tomorrow, but. They have a chance in the way that they played the last 18 innings. You know, maybe I got to yeah. drink a little bit more Kool-Aid. I might talk myself into thinking they can win tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. I still don't like, see any starter. I still don't see any starter tweeted out or anything. So maybe we won't know till tomorrow morning. But um, what it dong. I did get a, a what it dong update. Uh, Schwindel's near home run would have only been a home run in five of 30 ballparks based on. I think based on like exit velo, launch angle, distance, you know, whatever it is, which again, we're talking about the dead end baseballs. You had a few more yeah. feet, maybe that's a home run in a few more parks, but um, yeah, that's five, five, five out of 30. I was expecting a few more. Definitely. I'm not an expert on field dimensions and stuff like that, uh, but I was expecting a little bit more, but that's, that's our, that's our, what it dong update. It would, it would not have. It would just not have been a dog in to knock it over the wall again. That's all we need. That really just brings me down because that's like that. There, there's just no way that ball doesn't go out last year. There's no way oh, yeah. you will. There's nothing to prove if it would or wouldn't. But like, I'm gonna go on my grave, and if I had to put it on my tombstone, and I had to put the date of this game, or whatever, I'd put it on there that this game. It was because of dead in baseball, so why I I got hurt again like this. You're gonna put uh, all that stuff on your tombstone, Cody. That's gonna be one hell of a tombstone. I got I, I got I got a whole list of things <laughs> going on my tombstone one day, Luke. You haven't known me long enough, man. <laughs> but hey, alas, Ryan, it is what it was. It was a fun game. Ryan, you got any points bet love for us? I do got points bet love. I I, I think Paul might have left. Or he might still be here, but Paul, me and Paul both oh, love see. points bet. Um, talking Yankees now. He's talking Yankees in the chat. Yeah. Okay, so he's still here. Well, I saw him say, "I'll see you tomorrow, guys," or "I'll be back tomorrow, guys," something like that. Which I was he's back. Wow. We reeled him back in with some hot all content. Right. Yeah, but me and me and Paul <laughs> both love you. points bet. Um, all my boys love points bet. But if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now. Luke did it. You can, too. Register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. 
You're signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's a great way to help uh, CHGO fans and help us out as well. You know, we do the podcast every show. Let's look at this. It is currently 12.52 in the morning. For those of you that are going to be listening to this podcast on Wednesday, we're st- we're doing this Wednesday morning, 12.52 in the morning. Uh and it doesn't matter what time it is. We're doing the post-game show for you. We're going to have the podcast for you. And all hours of the night, you can go buy that dope merch we're kicking out there. Uh, the dope. T-shirts are out. I've started to – I've seen some actually out on the street now, not just like, hey, somebody showed up in our Twitter feed with a shirt. You're starting to see the shirts kind of show up, which is which is really cool. Look at that. Dope merch. Dope merch. And you get a free shirt when you become a member. The members only Discord the CHGO Lounge. I was going to try and debut one of the trial CHGO uh, robes, one of the lounge robes we were talking about, but I've decided maybe that'll wait till Friday. Uh, okay. We have another late game coming up on Friday. I Friday. Maybe that'd be, you know, just to, to like, you know, get the feel for what people think. Like, is this enough robe? Is it not enough robe for the lounge? Should it be more velvet? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see, but they're out there. They're in production. We're working on that type of thing right now. And uh, I do, before we go, I do want to, I do want to, what did you guys think of the Angels thing? Did you see the the craziness the Angels had in their game? Oh, man. I saw Anthony I mean, Rendon. I don't usually care about side. games that are out of the Chicago market, but that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah Anthony Rendon, yeah. lefty home run against, was it uh, Phillips on the yeah, Rays over there? And the, he, it, and and the Rays they had a no hitter. Every time. Yeah. yeah. And there was a no hitter. And uh, Reed, Reed Detmer's no hitter. Yeah. Um, two questions. Uh, well, I guess mainly one question, but like, also, I feel like every time the Rays use a position player pitching, it's always Phillips. And it's like, yeah, because he's like, has this like funky or funny ass, like release or whatever. And like, I feel like cut four, which is like an MLB account, like always like, like highlights him because they're just one of those funny accounts. Um, Anyway, I didn't know if, if that's true or not. But um, the other question was, the pitcher who threw the no-hitter for the Angels, they say he's like 22. Yeah, he's a rookie. A rookie. Yeah. That I couldn't figure out, uh, is there, what's, who's the youngest pitcher for the Cubs to ever throw a no-hitter? And I, I, I know Zambrano was, was real young, but like not yeah. that young, like – I went back on baseball reference. Like the very first one that was thrown for the Cubs was some, some guy named Larry something. I can't remember his last name. God, it's in 1880. <laughs> and, the and he was like, pitcher to throw a no hitter for the Cubs. And he was like uh, 20 years old. Let's see if I can figure that out. <laughs> like, how many, that uh, might be that guy. But How many have actually been thrown? I, I know the number, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. There's been more than you would probably think, but like, like like I said, the very first one ever thrown for the Cubs was back in 1880. Nice. Um, yeah. So, and that that's guy good, did it. That's a good trivia times. question. Yeah, yeah. His first name's Larry. First name a little bit. Some guy named Larry. <laughs> yeah, it really is yeah. some guy named Larry. I was looking at it and I closed the tab now, and uh, yeah, so I, I don't have it on on my screen. But um, I was just curious, like, you know. I wish it could just be Carrie Wood, 
because he deserved he deserved that <laughs> right. to be a no hitter, right? But uh, yeah, but, yeah, it could um, be. I, I, think I, I saw someone. So. I saw someone saying that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not on Sox Twitter or anything, but I saw like maybe it was like Herb or Sean or maybe they retweeted someone saying that like they were really hoping Reed Detmers would have fallen to the Sox on the draft a couple of years ago. And yeah, I think they said he got taken one pick before the Sox and they ended up getting, that's where they got, was it Crochet, Garrett Crochet, but that Detmer was just like one below. I'm like, yeah, you would have had a, a no, no hitter throwing uh pitcher and now you got Garrett Crochet instead, which We'll see how I'd it goes. Still, He's I'd young. He's one, young. Honestly. I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, I did have a question too. Is like, I've seen this take where it's like the no hitters becoming like it's so many no hitters these days, and it's like it's like losing its, you know, what makes a no hitter so great. And I'm like, I no, like the point of baseball is to hit the ball, and if you're if you're sitting there not letting the other team get hits, I don't care how many times it gets it gets done. It's like the pinnacle of of, of, of pitchers. Like that's, wasn't last year at the first half of the year there was like six of them. They yeah, they broke the record last year. Yeah, they broke the record last Wade year. Wade Miley like, threw one last yeah, year. Yeah, Wade Miley, not not uh, just over a year ago. But yeah, but I'm like to you guys, is there the shine lost of often no hitters just because there's more getting thrown? I, I think the thing that's kind of like bit. taken away from it is the fact that guys like Wade Miley threw one last year. It's like it was always special because, like, when Alec we were Mills younger, I, yeah, one. I mean, Alec Mills, <laughs> I mean, like, that's fine, whatever. Like, it, it was a cool moment for Cubs fans, but like, for for baseball, is it like cool for baseball people? Like, who the hell is Alec Mills? And and I'm sure a lot of people are also like, who the hell is Wade Miley? Like, not like I, I don't feel like diehard ba- outside of diehard baseball fans. Not many people know who Wade Miley was. But, but like when we were younger, it, it, it does. But the when, thing when is, it's a is guy like, you don't know, when it's not Max Scherzer right, or Jake Degrom right. or those guys, whenever it no happens, it's like holy happens, crap, like this guy that I've never heard of. Right. When it happens, no hits. When it happens, like periodically, but like it literally happens all the time now. I feel like when it like the random dudes. Like now, if it would have been like if if Degrom had thrown like two no hitters in a year or something like that, whatever, people would be like, "Oh, that been." They'd be like way more hyped about it because of the name. I'm, I'm I'm just saying, like I'm not taking to me. I'm not taking it away. I'm saying that the general public would feel like it's not as special because they don't know who the hell Wade Miley is, or they don't know who, you know, who, whoever the, the random no name is, they'll be just like, Oh, that's cool. And then they'll move on with their, their like night or whatever, because our attention spans in 2022 are just ridiculously bad. So like tonight's one was pretty cool. Cause there's a rookie and there, there was a lot of craziness in that game anyway. So people will remember it in a way. And, and he was like a top prospect, right? Like they're, the guy had some hype. I think though, like that one will be remembered and like talked about for a while this year. I just like, we've seen a lot of them from people that is just kind of like, Oh, cool. All right. I'm going to continue with my night now. Like it just like it to me, the, uh, the, the general public would not think it is that no. cool. You know it what sounds I mean? Like, people are going to like remember and public. talk about, People are going to remember and talk about this podcast a lot longer than they are that no hitter. This episode that just reached one hour, one minute, and 56 seconds. It is in the books. We took it all the way to 1 a.m. for you. 
There you go. I think it's I think it's good enough time to wrap it up. Let's do it. Let's do shout it. Shout out to Paul. We gave him a lot of slander, but shout out What's to that? Paul for just help for hanging around and, and just being the troll in the comments. Yeah, Paul and Ravi keeping and it Robbie. all the so way to Ravi. More so to Ravi because Paul is now playing as yeah, Paul's a Cardinals fan. Apparently, he's a Cardinals fan. money comments in there too. Uh, so yeah, Cubs lose five four. Uh, thanks for listening to or watching the CHGO Cubs post game show presented by PointsBet. Uh, the Cubs related podcast will be there to give it for you again. The, tomorrow's game is an afternoon game for the Cubs. We still don't technically know the starter. Uh, we haven't heard it yet for the Cubs, but uh, we'll be here for post game show. And uh, we'll try it all over me again. And, uh, me and Ryan will be on it tomorrow. You guys are yeah. going to jump on, right? Yeah, me yeah, and Ryan will be, be with Corey that. tomorrow. If, if it times out correctly, I may try and sneak in there for a segment and jump on in a velvet robe. But we'll see, we'll see how it all works Ooh. out. Yeah, I, That's going to be more entertaining I'll probably save it for Friday, game. though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right, for listening and uh, fly the W when you can. See you.